Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Thursday, the 8th of April. Many happy returns if you are indeed uh, a person who has your birthday on that day. This is the Luke and Pete Show. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. He's just swinging from his Nalgene, so I'll uh, try yeah. and fill until he's able to speak again. You all right, mate? I'm still here, Nalgene. Still here. Oh, still here. Jones They've not got in touch. Action. It's been years, but I'm still here. Still doing it. Still repping the brand, baby. <laughs> Lovely old job. Um, two things, Luke. I yeah. have just been informed by Trainline that I'm eligible for a refund of £7.40 because I did not pick up some tickets that I bought. Not worth it. Not worth it, mate. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. Seriously? £7.40. How long... Think about... You don't tell us this, but think about your own salary. Think uh-huh. about how long it'll take you to get the refund mm. and then work out if it'll be worth it or not. Yeah, true. Look, but that's what they are depending on, isn't it? That's what they... If they don't do it... Actually, that is true. Day. You should probably do it as principles. So few people with principles these days. <laughs> what, are your, what are your non-negotiable principles? Um, I, I, you've heard my opinion on people who insist you take... Like, insist you take your shoes off at the door. Oh, yeah, uh, this comes up all the time. Just, I don't know why just, you're so funny about just, this. I'm just like, I'll offer, but if you ask me, I'll think a little bit less of you. But you why have you got? Why have you got? What happens if you've got dog? I don't care. We're doing this again because it's, it's mental. <laughs> what? Why? What happens if you've got dog shit on your shoe? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter because I'll always offer. But if you tell me before I offer, I'll be upset. <laughs> but what happens if you offer and I say yes? Please take them off. Uh, no, no. I mean, sorry. When I mean I'll offer, I will always take my shoes off. So if someone asks me, if, if someone says. It is my policy that nobody wears sho- that you don't wear shoes in in the house, um, and especially when later I see you in shoes, I'm a little bit put out by that. To be quite frank. well, listen, I'll always I take always... my shoes off. You'll never see me in the house with shoes. Don't worry about that. But if someone's, <laughs> but I want to enjoy the person sort of going. Don't worry about that, Pete. I'll go. No, I will take the shoes off. Oh, that's what you mean, people. Okay, so so my situation, I can only speak on behalf of myself. I, mm. You'll not catch me wearing shoes at any point. We've got our houses on the first floor. Mm. The entrance is fairly obviously at the ground floor. Mm. We take our shoes off in the little carpeted bit, which is actually more like a large kind of welcome mat on that bit. The shoes don't go any higher than that, generally speaking, mm. unless my wife is feeling particularly cheeky, which is semi-regular, let's be honest. You, but you won't find me wearing shoes in the house. If you come to my house, which I don't think you've ever done, but if you did, 
and I open the door, what you're saying is, if I just jump straight in there and the first thing I say is take your shoes off, you think that's poor form because you're ready to do, you're ready to go on that. So yeah, you're ready to I'm go already, straight I'm away. Already, I'm already willing. I, I, I'll have the shoehorn down down the back of my ankle. To be quite before frank. you can say get your shoes off <laughs> I'm a yeah. big fan of uh, shoe horns I once Same. went to a, an Airbnb you like the long in... ones I like the long ones you don't I've see them as much a long one with a, with a, with a, with a goose uh, a goose or maybe a duck uh, a duck's head uh, that, that, that's the one I've got like an amber duck's head a little bit like uh, Jurassic Park um, that, that's the, the shoe horn of my, of my home uh, but yeah, big fan, big fan of shoehorns. I was in an Airbnb yeah. in Sweden once, and a, and this really classy man with a cool house that he's renting us. Um, he he just, but he was pleased like, to see you. He was just, <laughs> <laughs> he was just very sort of like he just took his shoes right off with it with it. I'll put them on with it with a shoehorn. It was incredible, incredible. I, like, I love to see it. It's one motion. of those things for me. Like I said before, doing your coat up when you got shorts on, um, mm. you know. Things that things that are just really satisfying. Mm. Putting a shoe on with a shoehorn is right up there for me. I've got a shoehorn that I I'm, I'm going to be totally honest. I stole from a hotel in Berlin called <laughs> right, the Melia yeah. Hotel. If you're listening, home Berlin Melia, get in touch. You can have it back. Um, I'm a I'm a man of greater means now. I could probably afford my own one. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've never looked back. To be honest, I enjoy it a great deal, particularly with formal shoes. Don't need to worry about it with trainers, but um, formal shoes is a great thing. I do like the idea of a big long one with a duck's head at the top. That sounds amazing. Yeah, no, it's a it's a classy little uh, little horn, <laughs> so to speak. Did you use it this morning? Did use it this morning to put my little trainers on. Andy Brassel from the Football Ramble. Um, I, I fancied a pair of trainers because I've only got some dirty old Adidas Samba because I live out in the sticks and it's very muddy, very dusty, very sandy. Um, and so my shoes, are, my kicks are always absolutely covered in filth. And I was like, you know what? It'd be quite nice to have like a pair of shoes that I don't wear when I take the dogs for a walk, just for everyday use. And I went, Andy, what shoes would you um, say I should get? And he said, um, sort of, what, what do you call them? Not high tops, but like half length or quarter length I don't really know what they're called he's a bit of a sneakerhead isn't he Brussels he's a bit of a sneakerhead so he said get some Nike Air Nike Air Doings so I got some Nike Air Doings and they're very comfortable very comfortable but I do put them on with a shoehorn like all the rappers do have you not, have you not got any like proper walking shoes for your countryside nah, nah, pile mate. Mark Haynes who does the, the uh, Wrestle Me podcast uh, with me he's got a pair of like sort of they're not professional hiking shoes but they're decent hiking shoes and he's had them for about four years, and they look very comfortable. They look like slippers these days. They're lovely. Yeah, yeah. But you, this is. I, I get the impression that um, walking shoes is a hill you're prepared to die on. Yeah, can't be asked them. Can't. Yeah, you'll you'll, you'll, you'll get to sixty and be like, I'm too. I'm not having. I'm not. I'm not getting old man's walking shoes. <laughs> there was a guy I used to work with who refused to. He had like his real kind of thing about. Um, like so he I don't really know why but he refused to have a pair of like formal shoes any kind of formal shoes mm. and he refused to wear a coat right so he okay. would only wear hoodies right <laughs> so even if it was pissing it down he would yeah. only wear a hoodie Very and he would just take the old yeah hoodie, it's the it? last thing you want it's the absolute <laughs> last thing you want and uh, but he was he was like very kind of no if I get a coat and the formal shoes it means I'm old and it was like yeah. well I mean you are quite old <laughs> you're the same age as me so um, Peter I was going to um, ask you if you'd seen this story about the deepest known shipwreck being um, dived down to with a remote control sub and investigated bloody mm. fascinating mm. Um, 
there's a, a ship called the USS Johnston, which I think was sunk during World War II by, I believe, the Japanese, uh, the Battle of Samar in 1944. And it currently lies um, 6,456 metres beneath the surface of the Filipino Sea, or the Philippine Sea. And they sent a... Um, uh, the expedition set a little sub piloted sub down there to have a look and because it's so deep apparently there's hardly any oxygen so mm. it's really beautifully preserved and some of the photos look absolutely fascinating in my opinion really really interesting the the um the gun mounts look really really good they look like something of an airfix kit very enjoyable do, do are there any kind of um are there any kind of would there be bodies on there down there or if there's no oxygen they may have been preserved yeah, I'm not sure. It didn't go into that, but right. the, the, it was a very, very um, well. I'm sure they're all pretty horrific, but it was a particularly horrific um, sinking because only 141 of the crew of 300 something, 327, I think, mm. actually survived. So I'm not sure if they all went down with the ship or not. Um, I don't know if they're going to do a bit more of a, uh, a further exploration of it. Um, but uh, no, sorry, it did say at the bottom of the article actually, no human remains or clothing were found. Um, oh, right, but good. the team did take the time to lay wreaths before and after the dive to commemorate the people who sadly perished. But um, what it reminded me of was, and I'll tell you about the Mary Rose. I think I might have told you about it before a long time ago, but that was Henry VIII's warship that's now in the Mary Rose Museum in Portsmouth Dockyard. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's so mm. well reserved, uh, preserved because it sank on its maiden voyage, so it was brand new, and it, and it, it sank so fast um and and it was so heavy that it basically just buried itself in the silt at the bottom of the solent. Right. Okay. So when yeah. they ra- when they raised it, a half of it, I think, pretty much half of it was pr- almost fully preserved. And given that it's five hundred years old, it was it's amazing. Honestly, if, if you're a fan of museums anyway, or even if you're not, everyone listening, if you're not going to be able to go abroad this year, you're not going to go do anything, you want to go on a little day trip somewhere. Go to the Mary Rose Museum in Portsmouth Dockyard. It's incredible. They've got like 500, 600-year-old um, fully preserved like ship's dog skeletons and backgammon sets and cooking pot. It's, 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 it's incredible. It is incredible. And they, like, and they didn't pause the dogs, the d- dog skeletons, in uh, like the dogs playing poker, the dogs playing back, 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 backgammon. We're not having like a little snooker. scene. They're playing, yeah, they could be yeah. playing, yeah, playing something else. One of the dogs is so well preserved; it's got a little cigarillo still in its mouth <laughs> and, a, and, a, and, a vi- and a visor on. <laughs> yeah, having a lovely time. One of the theories about why Henry VIII's warship, the Mary Rose, sank is because there was he was he, he came down to Portsmouth to see it off on its maiden voyage, and they were so desperate to impress him, they overloaded it so much it just instantly <laughs> sank. I mean, it's bad, really. Why would he sort of like be impressed by an overladen boat? It would just be move really slowly, wouldn't it? I think it's cannon, mate. I think it's cannon. Right. Okay. There's just so many cannon on it that. Um... And by the <laughs> way, why is cannon the plural of cannon, not cannons? A good point, actually. Yeah. It cannons. annoys me when they say that. Do you remember when Boris Johnson went mental with those water cannon? Right. Yeah. Do you remember? He just bought yeah, a load he of bought, them. Yeah, it was like 300,000 or something. Of, uh, they couldn't use them. Couldn't use. What, and it was what, in the why, news why a lot. Why couldn't they use it? It was like the Geneva, it was like the Geneva Convention or something. Like he literally couldn't use them because of the law. <laughs> the law. And, and they also <laughs> weren't, I, think, I don't think they were at all suitable for the topography or the environment they were designed to be used in. No. Or that no. they bought them for that reason. But anyway, that was in the news. That was a simpler time, as sad as it is to say now. But that, that was in the news a lot. And they kept calling Canon. The plural of cannon, cannon, and it really annoyed me. Yeah, okay, yeah, water cannon. <laughs> it, it does. It's also one of those things where it looks like 
being hit by one of those water cannon would be quite fun. I imagine, yeah, it would. But it wouldn't be, would it? No, it would. I think your eardrums would explode immediately. Your eyes would turn to jelly, and you'd be bones uh, broken, propelled, bones broken, pre- propelled backwards, and uh, crack your head on the pavement, and you'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've you've not really sold it into me, there. No, no, it's, it's, it doesn't look enjoyable. It does not look enjoyable. I tell you what, but- uh, I tell you what, uh, Luke, I. Speaking of falling over on some hard paving uh, slabs that possibly are illegal, um, got the survey back from the house and then went to go and look at the house. Oh, great. The survey Good news. Man, see the survey man. Oh, it's fair to say the house survey came in and it was not complimentary about the home. Uh, no. And this uh, fair play really annoyed the person who was selling the house, bless him. He was really upset about it. Oh, he did not. He was a proud homeowner, and he was not pleased with how the uh, the the man, the Severo, came round, who refused to wear a mask and spent most of the time just jumping up and down on the kitchen uh, uh, floor. Um, told him it's the easiest job in the world. Uh, I, I think it's you've got. I think it's the hardest, one of the hardest jobs in the world, and it was a very detailed. Um, surveying but yeah but he's, who's checking <laughs> who's checking that he's actually got the detail right he's basically just trying to find things wrong with the house which he's yeah. always going to be able to do and then, then he's cover his ass by making by, by overstating it and then when I went round and I was like and I you know I'm not an expert but I, I'm fairly certain that if you do have woodworm holes in a bit of wood they don't heal themselves over time and so if it was in the survey when they bought the house it's the one more. The 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 holes are still going to be there when we buy it. It's not going to heal, is it? No. <laughs> you take your tape measure. Uh, didn't take my tape measure. No, didn't need to. Didn't. didn't you should have clipped to, it onto mate. your belt. Yes. But never show used him, it. Show him that I mean business. But yeah, he was very emotionally distressed by what the Severa drew. Well, we had a had a peek around. Everything was fine. I'll buy that money pit. No problems. Yeah, that's what I thought when I ended up dropping two and a half grand on my roof repair oh, last week. Oh dear! But Peter, um, if you, I think it's a really good idea if you're going to go and buy something practical. You're going to go to a DIY store. You're going to deal with a tradesman. You're going to go and buy a house. Just pop a tape measure on your belt. Never yeah. use it. Never refer to it. Yeah. It's a deterrent. <laughs> deterrent for people who are going to try and uh, uh, steal the money. Steal the money off you. They just think if a man walks around with a tape measure on his belt, he's probably done a lot of practical hands-on work in the past, and he yeah. knows what he's doing. The yeah. more battered the tape measure, the better. Bit of paint um, on my face. If I got a bit of hundred percent, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And oh. it's also it's the same as the office equivalent of um, if you've got an office job that you don't like. Um, we, you and I, Pete, have certainly been there, um, and you want to have a little skive, have a little wander around. Make sure you put a piece of paper in your hand. Because yes. no one questions you. They think, oh, he's off to do something. Yeah. There was a great story I heard about a guy who was in the army, didn't like it much, couldn't be asked to do anything. So he bought a second beret. So <laughs> when he was in his office, he could leave his other beret on the desk. Right. He bought um, a, a coaster, a Bluetooth coaster, which kept his coffee warm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Left his coffee on there, left his spare barrel on the desk. So when anyone poked their head into his office and he wasn't there, they thought, oh, he's got a brand new fresh cup of coffee in his berries. He can't have gone far. I'll come back in a bit. <laughs> Never got pulled up on it. That's a wonderful, wonderful situation to be There's in. There's lots of hacks. There's lots of hacks. Well, I think a tape measure for you will stand you in good stead. My mate, who actually lives down uh, near where you come from, Pompey, uh, he uh, he was on base in Baghdad uh, a few, few months ago um, in what can only be described as a shipping container. And his um, and and all of the, all of the people on the base, he, he said, were just spending all of their time getting out of as much work as they possibly could. And then also 
WhatsApping him and asking for a commendation at the same time. <laughs> Apparently, all the Italians on the base just turned up with loads of Prosecco and were just secretly drinking Grappa and Prosecco. And you shouldn't be drinking on a base because you've got live firearms and, you know, drills yeah. to do and stuff. Um, but they were just... That's what I'll tell you about our office. They were just supping on You've got prosecco. drills to do. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but he was just like, they'd be doing that and then they'd be texting him going, can I have a commendation? It'd be really great for my career. <laughs> sure, it, it would be. Exactly. I'm sure it would be. Mm. I, I, do you want to go? Do they have visitors? Can you visit? I'd love to go back, Dad. When it's all a bit safer. <laughs> <laughs> would your presence there make it safer? I probably uh, would. I think so. They'd probably just come around and go, whoa, this guy. Um, let's have a quick break. And when we come back, we'll do some more battery brands to see if anyone's got a new player entering the game. And we'll also clear up some of the disgusting emails left over from Monday. See you in a minute. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This week... Over on Clash of the Titles, the gang are counting down to the Oscars with a special month of Best Picture Clashes. Rocky won the Oscar that year. Do you guys think it was a deserving winner that year or do you think something else should have won? I think Taxi Driver should have won. I am with you, Vicky. My heart says Rocky. Rocky's one of my favourite films of all time. I don't like watching Taxi Driver, but it is. (laughs) It is. (laughs) It's true. It is amazing. (laughs) That's something so true. No one's ever like, oh, do you want a Bosch Taxi? <laughs> or if that doesn't tickle your fancy and why wouldn't it check out the book club on football ramble presents where former footballer ricky hill discusses the highs and lows of his storied career my schoolmaster came in after us and said oh you know you've been invited three of you have been invited for trials i put loose and then i where is luton i, I had no idea <laughs> and, and i said well i'm not going um <laughs> It's Thursday. It's the second half of Luke and Pete Show. Two boys 
with batteries. Battery brands on a Thursday. We do it every single time. Luke, have we got any new competitors? Yeah, we've got three candidates. Three candidates this week. Um, the first one is by is from um, Has Has Has, <laughs> who's um, whose Twitter account I can't see because I've muted him. Um, but he's <laughs> apparently I don't know why that is. Has Has Has. Perhaps you want to send an explanation. I'm not sure. Um, he sent in Agfa photo batteries. Agfa photo, which I've certainly never seen before. So Pete, if you want to pass them, they can be a new player. I've seen them personally, but they've not been uh, kind of submit. Agfa's a big, obviously, a, a big kind of historical brand from. The well, 80s, that's the, then they can't be counted, surely. I've I've seen them before, but they've never been submitted officially to the Luton Picture or Canon. So I think or Canons. I think that uh, has 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 may may very well have, uh, have 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 sneaked in with a really <laughs> obvious one, but you know. Okay, is that how it works now? Yeah, I think you've it seen it before. As as, I've okay, seen fine. It before, but but it, as long as they haven't been submitted to the show, that's absolutely fine. Fine. Okay, has 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 you're in. Um, Harry Lewis is next up with a delightfully titled pair of Dick Smith batteries. Wow. Dick Smith, that has got to be a new player. I've never seen those before. Um, I don't know if you've seen them, Pete, but they look completely new to me. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously they used to. They probably came from Dick Kingsmith, the uh, the writer. <laughs> Probably, uh, probably powered him for a few years until he died a few years ago. Um, so yeah, that's maybe maybe why we're seeing them out in the wild. The batteries that used to live inside celebrated writer Dick Kingsmith now uh, have to be, you know, they, they, they had a had a, an EU surplus, uh, and now they're out in the wild for us. I thought there might be a, a an homage to the celebrated father of film makeup. Dick Smith, who Ooh. is known for his work on such films as The Godfather, The Exorcist, Taxi Driver, and Scanners. He won an Academy Award for Best Makeup on his work on the seminal Amadeus. So he died in 2014, age 92. So a lovely tribute to either one of those people <laughs> um, and a new player entering the game. Right off the dawn piece, all that information from Lukey Miller there. Incredible yeah, I didn't have just, I did, I did just type in Dick Smith into Google. Um, <laughs> and then Ben Power has emailed with, or oh, he's actually tweeted, I apologise, he's actually tweeted with a battery with just winners on the side of it. Winners. Mm. I mean, look, I, I, it puts me in memory of the uh, bloke who used to stand outside Oxford Circus tube station shouting, you're either a sinner or you're a winner. And, uh, I remember that, him. The really broad scouts guy. Yeah, <clears throat> for that I celebrate him. Uh, uh, is it Jin Jabin? Jin Jabin? Jin Jabin. On that. Jin Jabin. Yeah, but he's called Ben Power in real oh, life. Okay, right. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's a hat trick of, of new players. Great stuff. Great to see. Standards never been higher. Um, <laughs> Pete, um, what happened to the sinner or winner guy at Oxford Circus? He was around for years. I completely forgot about him. He got moved on as a menace, I think. Um, I remember the website B3TA used to do a piece about him, but I, I, he just—he would be—he would just bother a lot of people, and he would uh, try and freestyle, um, you know, uh, 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 customer-specific stuff. Um, and it was never good. Oh, okay. as this kind of tried and tested kind of like stuff that he'd been using for for decades. So God, he might still be around, but he, he's certainly not allowed around Oxford Circus. Maybe now they've got rid of the old um, top man, Oxford Circus. The Oxford Circus diagonal crossing probably won't be such a big draw anymore. And and, he, so, and and maybe he can find a bit more of an audience elsewhere. So we too. So I might have, I might have believed then that he, rather than just doing your stated general kind of Jesus saves kind of mm. common or garden yeah 
best greatest hits playlist of of of, of Christian stuff through a megaphone. Mm. He he, this guy was revolutionary as far as he was branching out, targeting individual people walking around, yeah. and and referencing them personally. Yeah, it's all that's a nice, that's great work. It's a nice red shirt that. Do you know who else has a red shirt? Jesus, when he got on that cross. Sinner or winner? That's all he'd, you know, that's how he'd sort of roll the punches. I, I quite rate that. <laughs> it wasn't That's very much good. better than the boring stuff. Nah, it wasn't very good. It was not okay. very good. Fair enough. Um, You've got to judge him on his results, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we've got some emails, Luke Moore. Uh, if you want to get to the show, as always, hello to LukePeakShow.com. Now, we got a message from Pilot Dave. Pilot Dave is here. I love this email. I selected Pilot this Dave one as well. I love here. it. It's very intensive. It is very intensive, very comprehensive. A lot going on. Look, they are details and details orientated uh, people. They are details focused people. Yeah. They're pilots. Um, as you can imagine, uh, says uh, says Pilot Dave, I have a bit of time on my hands, so I thought I'd briefly cover a few points. Firstly, life hacks. Here, when chopping garlic, cover your fingers in a bit of olive oil, which creates a barrier between your fingers and the garlic, stopping them smelling. Beware, though, the knife can become slippery in your hands. Number two. Uh, not sure why, maybe because they are old and as dodgy as they sound, the flies on my jeans and McCrombie come down a bit. So a good hack is to put a key ring onto the bit you use to zip up the zip. Hook right. it onto the button at the top and then fasten the jeans over the key ring and it stops them coming down. That is ingenious behaviour. Well, uh, I don't top... really want to walk around with a key ring, you know, a key ring saying Chessington World of Adventures on my fucking fly <laughs> my jeans. <laughs> yeah, it's just the ring itself and you may not be able to see them if you do them properly. Like you do them up and then move. Yeah, that would go underneath the flap of the jeans I reckon if it was small enough. I don't like number one either. Olive oil, you'd be slipping all over the place. True, You're cutting yeah, yourself you to ribbons. You've got to be careful with that. Um, when uh, cooking, the hole in the handle of the pan is there to hold the wooden spoon you used to cook with, saving you putting a dirty spoon down on the worktop. So the handle of the pan... Oh, that could be good. It. It, I'm just thinking my wooden spoons Dripping. probably wouldn't have enough... It wouldn't, it wouldn't have enough capacity for my wooden spoons, unfortunately. So what you're saying is then, you've got a frying pan or a cooking pan, mm. you've got a hole at the base of the handle, you put yeah. the wooden spoon in, spoon yeah. bit up, yeah. to save you putting the spoon down the side. I never considered that before, and at first thought it sounds amazing, yeah. but I wonder if it's going to drip everywhere. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it w I mean, you'd have to give it a good old tonk on the side of the pan first, I suppose. But uh, look, fascinating yeah. techniques from a man who knows his business. Um, he's, he's opening a conversation, that's all we can ask. He is, yeah. And uh, Pilot Dave does go on to say about uh, me referring to oil freezing and ice forming that could uh, block the filters on an aircraft. This indeed could and has happened to fuel when flying at higher altitudes and at higher latitudes over Russia and within the Arctic Circle. The fuel freeze point is usually minus 47 degrees Celsius, uh, mm. but the outside temperature can be a lot cooler when flying these conditions for long periods of time the fuel can become icy so we have caution messages appear in the aeroplane that warns you that the fuel temperature is low then you'd have to descend into warmer air warming the fuel up wow incredible that's good yeah and good uh, lastly in uh, pilot neil's defense he may not even be a ba pilot because ba do lease out their simulators to third party operators so you could work for a number of airlines as a result also um i don't know about the rest of your listeners but i'm worried about pete on his scooter can we get him to give luke three rings every time he safely completes a journey just to make sure he's okay <laughs> yeah pilot um, dave thank you for that message mate the problem with Pete is he keeps very different hours to me. So I remember once he called me at four in the morning when Alan Shearer got um, given the Newcastle United job. Mm. 
and um, you were still up and about. I think it was probably a Tuesday or something. And I was yeah. like, "What are you calling me for?" Remember, yeah, you're in bed with your partner, as I recall. Um, and yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, the partner remember, I yeah, have but, access to. But remember, remember those days, those heady days where I gave a shit about Newcastle, like that. I, and I, me. I, could, I could, and you, and that <laughs> I would sort of that I was so excited that something was happening at my club, something good. I mean, hmm. we're in a dire situation anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so do you think so going, going back to the plane thing do you think that, that um, so when you are in a plane and you can feel it descend mm. a few thousand feet or whatever yeah. I always thought that was due to air traffic control or something but it might just be yeah, because probably. they want to keep it warm up, warm up a bit a bit of both if you're flying over I don't know north of Finland you're probably uh, it's probably a good chance that you're trying to warm up the fuel a little bit but yeah incredible have you ever been to Finland I have actually yeah it was I went probably about six months ago it was very good couldn't have been six months ago. Probably longer. Are you probably mad? About probably about a year. Probably about a year ago I went to Finland. <laughs> Where did you go? Helsinki? Yeah. It's what good. was good about it? Very, um, the artisanal beer and coffee culture was very good. Uh, the people were very, very lovely. And um, you forget how close to Russia it is. So it was quite, quite a nice mix of kind of like Scandinavia and, and Russia. <laughs> well, it's just nice to know that you're quite close to Russia. It's just nice. I'd just like to know when I'm close to Russia, but never. it's not a country I've ever dirtied my boots on in. Or no. But I would have taken them off before I get in, obviously. Yeah, provided they didn't ask you first. <laughs> um, did you have any pickled fish? Uh, I've had pickled fish before. No, I didn't. I, I must admit I didn't indulge in the, in the Finnish delicacies. Just All right, let's wrap up. Good to get good to get an update from you on that one, though, Pete. <laughs> um, good. Let's wrap up with this email from Paul, who uh, wants to give a shout out to um, honey badgers, which Ooh. I am generally very much in favour of. Um, he says, "Gents, I seem to recall you spoke about honey badgers not too long ago. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the original BBC documentary um, about uh, the intelligence of the honey badger uh, and a particular honey badger called Stoffel." Um, this particular little monster broke into a lion enclosure, broke into a lion enclosure to take on some lions, and then went back a second time afterwards, uh, where he got mauled but survived. The sanctuary's owner tried to build an enclosure, stop him running amok, but he kept getting out. It's it's amazing. I have seen this. I think we should share the YouTube clip of it on our um, Twitter um, account because. It's basically a South African man who's got a pet honey badger, or he's trying to look after it, or something. Some kind of sanctuary <laughs> called Stoffel, and he and he and he develops a a enclosure for the honey badger that is like a like a, an empty swimming pool because he keeps getting out of every single other type of enclosure. And then I think at one point the honey badger gets out of the swimming pool by building a ladder out of a rake and going crazy and smashing through all the bins and stuff. It's an amazing watch. They, they are. Are incredible incredible creatures you've got to watch it so we'll share that on the twitter <laughs> the honey badger i know it's a stereotypical thing to say everyone raves about them but they are incredible they're amazing and they're not scared of anything they go down snake holes to find black member snakes that will instantly kill them if they bite them it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy mr stuff. stoffel the days of your escaping are over fantastic his big claws coming over the top of his enclosure bloody brilliant they also look like they've got like quite punk white flat top haircuts yeah. as well. Yeah, it's a bit marine car, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, very much like a jarhead haircut, exactly. Enjoyable. Absolutely. That's a great way to end the show and mm. both the shows this week. We will be back on Monday for more of this nonsense, of course. Um, you know the way to get in touch by now, but I'll re-up it just to remind you. Hello at LukeandPeacher.com to say hello to us. Thank you to all our friends who've got in touch so far. Do check us out on social media for other bits and pieces that you may not have heard on the show today. 
and do give us a uh, review on Apple Podcasts when you get a moment it's always great to have that it's not just for our egos although it is partly for that it's mostly so other um, potential listeners can find us and know what the show's all about so give us a shout on that Pete Donaldson it's been a bloody pleasure as always I will see you again soon um, but we'll speak to our listeners again on Monday say goodbye this was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.